Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Happy Monday. Same to you. Now, we talked. I talked today to representatives of the two major police associations mm-hmm. in Canada, both of them expressing some concern when Premier John Horgan was asked about enforcement of the new BC vaccine passport last week. And I'm going to play the, what Horgan said here, and then we can discuss. So here is Horgan last week. If there are problems, if someone's causing a scene or uh, confrontation over the vaccine card system, what are businesses supposed to do, like restaurants? And here's what the Premier had to say. With respect to enforcement, it's not unlike uh, with respect to uh, nightclubs or the hospitality sector. If they have difficulty with patrons, uh, they call law enforcement. And that's uh, what I would expect would happen with respect to the vaccination card as well. Okay, call law enforcement, uh, police saying, well, hang on, we haven't been consulted on this and we haven't been given any more yeah, resources was, on it. I mean, how do you analyze that? That was out of the blue when I heard the Premier say that. Uh, there was no foreshadowing of that, that the police would be the arbiters here. Uh, Although again, law enforcement could be uh, like a provincial bylaw officer too, could they not? It could be. Um, again, or worksafe BC inspectors, you've got, it doesn't have to be the police, but for the Premier to s- single up police, I thought was a bit surprising. I'm not surprised at the police response. We recall the roadblocks went up the police at that point said wait a minute we weren't consulted here well how is this actually going to work the police are always concerned about resources or lack of resources and now when you add another uh sort of responsibility to their long list uh it does raise the question does this take away resources from other aspects of law enforcement having said that i don't think you're going to see this is going to play out and you and i talked about this on friday this is going to play out differently in different parts of the province for the most part the capital region and most of Metro Vancouver have very high vaccination levels. So the, the uh, I don't think you're going to see necessarily a lot of businesses enforce this vaccine. They may require it of their employees. There's some bars in town here in Victoria. The owner is requiring their employees to be vaccinated, but yeah. they don't intend to, vac- to enforce the passport. The argument being we're about 90% vaccinated in the capital region m- for the most part. And then you've got the, a lot of American visitors in Victoria. Well, they're all vaccinated. You can't cross the border unless you're vaccinated. So right. some of the business owners told me, what's the point of uh, enforcing this thing? Different story once you get into the interior in the north, Dawson Creek, only 56% vaccinated. So half the, the town is not vaccinated. Do they enforce it there? That's where I think you're going to see some some issues with this. Okay, let me play a clip here for you for Tom Stamatakis, who's with the Canadian Police Association. So he represents uh, all the police officers and municipal police departments, primarily their unions. And here he is responding to the Premier's comment there about call law enforcement if there's a problem, then get your thoughts. Tom Stamatakis here. Raising expectations that the police may not be able to meet because of resource issues. Uh, You know, these decisions are often politicized because, you know, an opposing party or or uh, elected official will see it as an opportunity to criticize the government and it just puts the police in this difficult position particularly during covid which we've seen over and over again where we end up being in the middle between these public policy decisions and the public okay your thoughts well again i again i just don't see the police seeing this as necessarily their role to be the covid police you don't see right now a lot of instances of police being called because someone's not wearing a mask we saw that early on in the pandemic remember those 
those confrontations caught on video. Yeah. You did see police act there because those were violent encounters. I, I think hopefully we've got beyond that, but uh, there is every day, you know, anti-vaxxers out there protesting in various spots. You had them confronting Justin Trudeau uh, to the point of it being a security concern. So there's an element of anger out there. Yeah, that could be problematic if this uh, when this tries to be enforced at the local level. But I, I really wonder about, you know, a, a young clerk or waiter uh, being asked to uh, enforce this against some, you know, burly anti-vaxxer who doesn't want to show uh, his va- proof of vaccination. It could be an encounter that would be very unfortunate. That's when the police would be called. Okay, and you know, I, I also spoke to the head of the RCMP Police Officers Association, who also made the point that raised similar concerns, but also said, look, I mean, obviously, if there's a risk of violence or there's a public safety issue, they'll be there. We respond. I mean, we're, yeah. we're the cops. Of course, we're going to respond to that. I guess their concern is, is the premier setting up almost kind of like a uh, a system where the immediate, the first call, the first decision is to call the cops. And, and, and Stam Attack has told me, like, that doesn't happen now. Like a lot of in a bar, like bars have bouncers. If there's mm-hmm. people getting out of control, they don't call the cops every time. Bars do, but restaurants don't. Well, yeah, and that's that's the difference here. Again, uh, but you know, if you're asked for ID if you want to order alcohol, um, and if you don't show it, you refuse service, and that may maybe what happens here. Unfortunately, those who fall into the camp of anti-vaxxers are, you know, uh, can be a little more menacing than somebody's trying to. Ha- get a drink through fake ID. Well, like you said, and we've seen some uh, anger and confrontations on the federal election campaign trail. And I'm going to speak to that, by the way, at the bottom of the hour. I got Aaron O'Toole, the federal conservative leader, coming up here uh, after the 1030 News. But have a listen to this. This is Justin Trudeau uh, talking about the angry protesters that are now dogging him at his campaign events. Have a listen to this. This is something that Canadians, all of us, need to reflect on. Because it's not because it's not who we are. It's not who we want to be as a country. Okay, so we're seeing some of Trudeau's campaign events actually disrupted by these crowds that are following him around. Well, a lot is a big anti-vax element there. Huge anti-vax yeah. element. Very Trumpian. Lock him up. It's very yeah, much yeah. about the Trumps going after the Trumpians going after Hillary Clinton. Very similar style of attack. Yeah. I think this actually works for Trudeau because the vast majority of Canadians strongly disapprove of this type of behavior and these types of attitudes. So. This has sort of, I think, woken his campaign up a bit at a time when it needed to because they've been trailing in the polls. They've been slipping. They don't have the momentum. You're going to have Aaron O'Toole on soon. He seems to be rising right now. He's running a very smart campaign. But the t- protests such as this, because they're a tiny minority and they are qu- sort of have a, a violent, hateful message, uh, don't go over well with Canadians, and that, that works for Trudeau. Does O'Toole have anything to answer for here, or are these some of his uh, supporters that are in these crowds? Well, there was some news item that three members of uh, volunteers on, on the Conservative uh, team had to resign because they were yeah. seen in, in this particular crowd. So he's, he's got a, a, some answers, some questions to answer for here. But again, O'Toole has run a very smart campaign. He's not He's dodging the traps that the liberals are trying to set for him on the social conservative issues, uh, on other far-right issues, and so far he's played it down the middle, and that's working for him. Okay, Aaron O'Toole will be on the show here just after the, the 1030 News. Now let me ask you real quickly about the super fun contest we're running this week, and this is going to be awesome. We're going to give away a trip for four to Victoria, courtesy of our friends at Harbor Air, uh, to come to Victoria and get a special uh, tour of the legislature with myself and with you, so we're going to do. We're going to get the winners. Really? Yeah, didn't you? Didn't I tell you about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll do a we'll do a behind the scenes tour of the ledge. 
Yeah, again, following safety protocols, you got to go through security, you got to go through all that, you have to wear a mask and all this. It, right. Not all areas are accessible in the legislature right now, but uh, yeah, we'll show you behind the scenes. Okay, so at some point during the show, it's a you'll good have an opportunity to call. It's the best tour. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we'll do, we'll tell stories, not just say, here's here's the library, um, or here's the chamber. We'll tell some stories of things that have happened over the years in particular spots of the building. Yeah, and there's some of the secret stuff sort of behind the scenes, too. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. So that's going to be a pretty cool prize. And the great thing about this contest, too, is we'll take an, a qualifier each day, and then we'll draw for the grand prize on Friday. But even the qualifier, so even if you get through today and you're the lucky qualifier today and you don't win the grand prize, you're still going to get a trip for two from Harbor Air. Anywhere they oh, fly. Harbor Air. Yeah, I mean, Harbor Air has been pretty cool on this, uh, this maybe week. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll throw a lunch in in the legislative dining room. Well, why good. not? I mean, that should be part of the experience, well, you and I, right? You, you and I, for charity over the years, and Vaughn Palmer put our uh, silent auction items in for people to bid on for lunch at the dining room, legislative dining room, and a tour of the legislature. That, that goes for okay, we'll throw $200. In, we'll throw in lunch, too. Okay, so we'll have lunch. And your pan. Your pan. Okay. Okay, we'll see, we'll see about that. Uh, we'll throw in lunch at the legislative dining room. Now don't phone that, now that's coming up later, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying now's the time to call. It's coming up later. You gotta keep your, you gotta keep listening. The dining room has a special, they're serving pancakes this morning, so I'm going there right after the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome back to the show. Baldry's Beat. Phone lines are open. Star 9898 on your cell. Dave and Burnaby. Hi, Dave. Dave. Yeah, I was just. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, I can. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to commend the Liberals for standing up and finally being heard. It's about time we started hearing from the opposition party. And uh, what I wanted to say is that if you're double vaccinated, you don't have anything to worry about. Either the vaccines work or they don't work. But there is no third vaccine coming. So what Dr. Bonnie Henry and the and the NDP are doing doesn't make any sense from a science point of view you got to stand down if you're double vaccinated you've done all you can it's time to get on with life we can't continue to okay. mask up children and, and get to restaurants to stand in on this i think most people disagree with you there, there, yeah. there are polls so first of all there's widespread uh, double doses what the government's doing Go double ahead. doses do not give you 100 percent protection in fact today in ontario they reported almost 700 cases about 20 to 25 percent of those were in fully vaccinated people the numbers are lower in bc uh looked at the data for two weeks in august as of last week about 10 to 13 percent of the cases were in um double dose people fully vaccinated people and there are fully vaccinated people albeit a small number that require hospitalization they're older people but they've been fully vaccinated but when they can still get COVID 19 and they can get it to the severity to the point of having to go into hospital a tiny number but it does happen so it's not 100 percent protection no vaccines are 
Okay, and for his point about, well, why bring in a vaccine passport if that's the case? What is the rationale for the passport? Well, again, it's to ensure that you don't come in contact with COVID-19. It's just using every measure that you can to prevent the spread of the virus. But as I say, in a community where you've got 90% uh, vaccination rate, you're basically approaching herd immunity, if that can be established with the Delta variant. And by the way, when the caller was saying congratulations to the Liberals for speaking up on this and it's time for the opposition to be heard, I think he's referring to the interview I did with Mike Morris, who's a Liberal MLA and uh, public safety critic. And I asked him, I just asked him straight up, do you support this vaccine card system? Well, he wouldn't give me a straight answer, which I thought was surprising because I thought the liberal position was to support what the government's doing here with this vaccine passport. Now, I just got an email from the liberals saying that we support and follow public health orders and will continue to do so. So so I I interpret that as meaning the B.C. liberals support. Yep. The vaccine card. I'd still okay, like to okay. be a little clearer than that, but you know, yeah, no, and they're, they're certainly entitled to ask questions about enforcement. Well, that's right. So as you said, we still, and the, the statement goes on to say we have questions and concerns about the way this has been rolled out, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to press them. And I think that is about Corey and Burnaby. Hi, Corey. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Good. Um, quick thing. Uh, I think a lot of the uh, frustration is with just Trudeau in general. Like, I mean, I think a lot of the people that are probably uh, PPC right wing guys and the anti vaxxers but I've just never heard so many people in my just daily life just complain about Trudeau and how he's calling this election during a pandemic. And these are just like yeah. regular, everyday people that are, and most of them, half of them have voted liberal, and they're like, I'm not voting liberal this time because of that. And that's mainly the only reason. They're just tired of his arrogance and his power grab. And I think it, he's going to be surprised. I think the liberals will lose this election, and, uh, and I think it'll all come down to him jumping the gun too early. So that's just my opinion on that. Thanks for yeah, the call. No, it's, it's, you know, there's, a lot, I think, some truth to that. I've got, we've got a poll coming on Global New News about uh, people's reaction to having an early election. They don't like it. Yep. Uh, now, we saw in B.C. people didn't like that early election either, but it didn't f- influence them at the ballot box. Whereas I think we're seeing a slightly different sentiment out there right now. There's not a lot of enthusiasm on the campaign uh, for Trudeau and the Liberals. And the poll, a series of polls have reflected the momentum is on O'Toole's side and not on Trudeau's side. We didn't see that in the B.C. election. It was Public opinion was entrenched and didn't move for months. It's Something else is uh, happening at the federal level. Public opinion is changing. Well, also, the B.C. snap election was not called during a surge of the Delta variant, which mm-hmm. is what we're seeing right now. And some of the other pro- things that have bedeviled Trudeau here, including the, the, the crisis in Afghanistan, which I think has hurt him badly during this campaign as well. But I agree with the caller. I think he's in, I think he's in trouble. Let's go to uh, Apo in Langley. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh Hey, thanks for working on these issues. Um, I got a proven a proven system that works. To when you're at an establishment and you got to, you know, watch who's coming in. You hire a doorman, you know, of a certain size stature, and this is a system that was in place in Finland. The the population who's going in into the establishment talks to the doorman. The doorman will check the the vaccine card, and basically, the funding of the doorman is done through tips. So people will be happy. You know, it's a known system. The guys kind of over there in the winter, they take your coat and hang it up and because, you know, the cold winter. But uh, here, people will be happy that, that they're being kept safe, so they'll tip the guy. Okay, Okay. And, thanks. Well, it'll be interesting. Some restaurants may adopt that approach. But you're right. Bars How many restaurants bouncers. can hire a bouncer? Well, well that's the thing. Uh, he says that it would be funded through tips, I guess, is huh. an issue. But that takes the tips away from the waitresses and waiters. David and Kamloops. Hi, David. Yeah, good afternoon, or good morning still. So I think uh, your, call, your guest probably 
you know, speaks right out of the, you know, the left side of his, uh, his thinking that uh, all Trump supporters or all quote-unquote global people that think for themselves are quite, uh, are quite miffed at the Canadian government. You want to follow uh, what's happening in Australia? It's coming down the, the tube. So most people that have a global vision are thinking and, and understanding what's happening around the globe. And if uh, they think that the passports, Rocco okay. Galati, is going to close it down in D.C. Okay, thank you. Keith, your thoughts? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it? That's it? That's what you got? Okay. Well, if you want to look at what's going on around the globe, look at the United States. Go to the New York Times yesterday, and there's a, a fascinating, disheartening, long article on what's going on in Florida. Yeah, Florida yeah. is a tragedy. There are many people dying down there. Uh, they're slow to the vaccine uh, rollout. And as a result, they've got a disproportionate high number of seniors who live in Florida, and they are dying of COVID-19. 